All right, hello everybody. Today is Wednesday. Time for the AMA. Welcome to the show. This is the Ask Me Anything, where I respond to your questions and comments, and we go through the material together. First, I would like to give a shout-out to Colonel Reb, who left a couple comments referring to someone as the cackler, and that person is none other than Vice President Kamala Harris. And um, there are a couple of them that Colonel Reb has left, but I think the first one said, Don't fear the giggler, fear the cackler. The giggler is in reference to a serial killer, Kenneth Harrison. I have uh, one episode about him, but um, another one's called uh, Zodiac and the Boston Giggler, because it's like one of these AMAs where I was responding to some questions and comments. But I did a full episode on the serial killer, the giggler, uh, Kenneth Harrison, and on the weekends, I've been doing a segment about the serial killer Leonard Paradiso, who is referred to as Boston's unknown serial killer. And this is totally coincidental that they're both from Boston, because if I had another day in the week, if I just had an eighth day, I would do a bonus segment on the victims of Kenneth Harrison, the giggler. And the first one was uh, a little girl named Lucy Palmerine. She was six years old. His, his other victims were Clover Parker, a woman in her 70s, a man named Joe Breen, who was an adult male. And this is the one that I think would deserve a deep-dive podcast segment, The Murder of Kenneth Martin. Yes, both of them are named Kenneth. He was the final victim of the serial killer, The Giggler. But with these uh, first three victims that I mentioned, Lucy Palmerine, Clover Parker and uh, Joe Breen, every time Kenneth Harrison killed someone, he threw the bodies into water. And there was even a phone call that he made once saying, there's a body down in the water. And when they asked his name, he said, the giggler, and then busted out into maniacal laughter. But Kenneth Martin was not thrown into the water. He was strangled with a piece of twine and then thrown into an abandoned subway tunnel, and his body was found under a piece of canvas. So, from the beginning, I was very suspicious of this, and I wanted to know, did, um, did Kenneth Harrison actually commit that murder? Is it possible that the authorities simply attributed the death of Kenneth Martin to Kenneth Harrison because, um, they wanted to close the case, or they thought that, um, it was a way of, um, tying up some loose ends, even if he didn't actually commit the crime. I don't know, but I'm horribly suspicious. There are a couple deep dive segments that have been done on this channel. The first one is obviously the Zodiac Killer, and this channel didn't start out as something that was dedicated to the Zodiac Killer. It was just meant to be my daily YouTube segment. But back in 2018, I wanted to devote two days a week um, to a deep dive segment, and in 2018, I was deciding between three different things to do for a Monday segment and a Friday segment. And it ended up being something called Occult Mondays, where just anything in the occult was fair game, looking at some paranormal stuff, or also um, how do cult leaders practice certain things, the thought process that goes into those occult rituals. Yeah, it wasn't very popular. I can really see that I'm not the guy to be sharing that stuff. The other one was... Uh, 
them doing a deep dive into this one guy named Christopher Namilka, who runs an organization that has been described as a cult out of Utah. And um, I don't mean the Mormon church. If anything, it's an anti-Mormon movement, but it's called Marvelous Work and a Wonder. And um, I have a couple episodes about them, but I uh, didn't do that one either because I simply thought that's just not going to be that popular on a channel like this. And the third one was that I was debating about doing a deep dive segment into the murder of Sherry Jo Bates. Just find out what actually happened from a social commentary standpoint. Go through the articles, go through the forum posts, watch YouTube videos purely from looking at the literature, and then try to compare that stuff to any of the source documents that were available and any of the primary sources that were available, a deep dive segment. So that was something that I had debated doing in the past, but because uh, this is um, this is a channel that doesn't put out videos every single day anymore, and it does take a lot of time to um, um, assess the material and to plan out these episodes, if I just had another day in the week, I would add on all kinds of other stuff, but really I'm quite curious about what happened to uh, Kenneth Martin back in the... 1960s. And yes, uh, Kenneth Harrison did operate as, at the same time as the Zodiac Killer. It was uh, 67 to 69, I believe, were his years of operation. But those are some things that I was quite curious about in the past. And thank you to everybody who has been listening to these weekend segments on Leonard Paradiso and the murders of Joan Webster and Maria Iannuzzi. But um, I uh, would always invite you guys to like and subscribe, check out any of the content on the channel. And the first comment um, after that one, I mean, thank you to Colonel Red, but the next comment, I should say, is going to come to us from Tim Howard 5, who left a comment on the uh, episode, The Murder of Fred Lane. And this is an older episode. This is actually back from 2019. But um, Fred Lane was a football player. He was a running back for the Carolina Panthers, and he signed with the Indianapolis Colts around the time of his murder, and um, this uh, he was actually murdered by his wife, Deidre Lane, and the comment is from Tim Howard 5, and it says, that demon didn't start any youth program. That demon was hired by the school from another black woman who hired another criminal and said both succubus were as good people. Fee fails, oh, I guess that means you have females, but he says fee fails, are not held accountable for anything, and they do and they support each other no matter what. They get little or no punishment for the crime they do while the man gets an extremely long sentence for petty crimes. Men and women of all races need to get the same punishment for the same crime committed. Glad that she is back in jail. And then um, he asked me a question, though, about uh, the murder of Fred Lane and the um, person who was convicted of his murder, his wife, Deidre Lane. Can you drop a link to the title or the article where that demon committed a second bank robbery and sent her back to jail. And um, he was referencing or referring to an article from 2019. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're going to make me go back and dig up some old news report from 2019. And I did say where it came from during the episode. I didn't even remember that, but I thought, all right, I'm going to humor Tim Howard, 05. And I listened back to the episode and I found the uh, places where I was citing the articles. And what I said was, First, Deidre Lane murdered her husband, Fred Lane, and there's actually a really big story behind it. 
Firstly, he had a $5 million insurance policy being an NFL athlete, but the real motivation wasn't even that. I mean, I'm sure that she knew about it, but the real motivation for the murder was she had information about her brother, John Gary, who had committed a bank robbery, and Fred Lane didn't want to participate in that. He didn't want to aid and abet in the cover-up. He didn't want to uh, conceal the information, something to that effect. And we'll never really know the truth because Fred Lane isn't here to defend himself, but a big motivation for the murder was that Fred Lane simply didn't want to cooperate with her evil shenanigans, and he didn't want to cover up this story. So he was murdered by his wife, Deidre Lane, and she uh, pled self-defense, saying that um, he was doing something dangerous to her. Even though he was shot twice, once in the chest and once in the head, by putting after he had put the key into the lock of his own home, and when he fell dead, the key remained in the lock. So I went looking for the articles that I had cited, and I you can even hear me reading this one in 2019 in the episode, and I simply just couldn't find it where she had gone back to jail. What I had said was that um, she had served time for the murder of her husband, and then she got out of jail, and in September of 2019, she went back to jail because she had been arrested again for being an accessory to another bank robbery and I went looking for that article. I couldn't find it anywhere. I was even talking about it in um, the uh, episode saying that it either came from the New York Times or ESPN. And I don't ever want to put out inaccurate information. Either the um, article had been retracted or it's possible that I had made my, my, own, my own errors in um, reading through the uh, material that had been available to the general public. But I always want to get things as accurately as possible, especially if it would come to something as like a misinterpretation or simply maybe a news agency put something out and they put it out incorrectly or perhaps they get dates mixed up on their websites, especially when it's done um, with like automatic updates and so on. So I do not – I just wanted to bring a little bit of clarity. It appears that um, all the sources that um, have been available on that that – Deidre Lane, the wife of Fred Lane, or I mean the well, former wife of the now late Fred Lane, uh, doesn't appear to be back in prison. That was just something that I had um, been looking for and couldn't find. But I do appreciate Tim Howard leaving that uh, comment on the episode on the murder of Fred Lane because there is a very big story in there. And Deidre Lane has also been featured on Snapped, Women Who Kill, that program, and other YouTubers have covered her material. All right, now I would like to go on to some questions about the Zodiac Killer. And the first one comes to us from Toxkoy, who says, Out of all the canonical Zodiac crimes, which one do you find the most mysterious? And I love the way that that's phrased. Which one do you find the most mysterious? And I didn't even have to think about this. Hands down, 100%, the Lake Herman Road murders. December 20th, 1968, the murders of David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. That is the most mysterious. And the reason why is there's something that sets it apart from the other crimes, the canonical crime, that is, um, Blue Rock Springs, Lake Berryessa, and the Paul Stein murder. With Lake Herman Road, there is such a high chance that this was a drug-related or gang-related crime, that this double homicide 
was a result of those factors. With the Paul Stein murder, the Zodiac cut off a piece of Paul Stein's shirt and mailed it in after October 11th of 69 when Paul Stein was murdered. If you look at September 27th of 1969, the Lake Berryessa stabbing, someone committed a crime wearing the Zodiac symbol, and Blue Rock Springs is quite similar to Lake Herman Road that saw the murder of Darlene Farron, but there's something that it doesn't have. Lake Herman Road has this enormous backstory of how David Faraday may have ratted out somebody who was pushing drugs at his school, just a very small-time drug dealer, or just, I mean, a drug pusher, even barely even a dealer, but he would have ratted him out, and it could have caused um, some type of backlash between for David Faraday in the future, and maybe this guy went to uh, the person whom was his supplier, and they decided to uh, get revenge. Firstly, a fight may have been scheduled to take place, and one thing that I heard in an interview on the uh, show, um, it was on it was an episode on YouTube you can find Zodiac Killer Named, I think is the name of the episode, and it says that this other guy wants to fight David Faraday, but then he chickens out because David Faraday is actually the tougher guy. When you look at the photos of David Faraday, he just comes across as this clean-cut, god-and-country Eagle Scout, which he was, but David is also a wrestler, and he's also someone who uh, is very good at standing up for himself, so the guy chickens out of the fight. And one thing I learned from uh, Evan from Texas, he shared uh, some things just in the comments section with me about how that other guy may have wanted to uh, retaliate, he backs out of the fight the first time, and then he wants to jump David with brass knuckles. So then there could have been a fight that was supposed to take place on the night of uh, December 20th, 1968. And bear in mind that David Faraday is with Betty Lou Jensen at the time. They are on a date. That's why when you casually look into the Zodiac Killer mystery, you will hear that Lake Herman Road was a lover's lane, and they went there for intimacy, they went there for, for, for privacy. But th those things might not even necessarily be true. Another theory that has been put out is that David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen had a reversal about drugs, and then um, maybe one of them just finally decided, okay, let's see what the big deal is, let's try drugs for the first time, and that they went to the parking lot because they thought they were supposed to um, meet, a, meet someone who was going to sell them a little bit of marijuana. I don't believe that for a second, but those are things that people have talked about online. And then there's the other possibility that I learned from you guys here in the comments section, and I think it was Chevy Cat Black and uh, Tyler Grover have put this into the comments section. They thought that David Faraday simply just wanted to talk to Betty Lou Jensen, and he wanted to ask her to be his steady girlfriend, and that's why they they stopped at Lake Herman Road. And they could have been blindsided by the Zodiac Killer, or perhaps this could have been a genuine um, case where someone was expecting to uh, get into an altercation with David, or that... Um, they knew he was going to be in that parking lot in some way, somehow, and that somebody from this local drug-dealing gang blindsided them, and uh, they were responsible for the Lake Herman Road murders. You don't really have the explanations that are as solid in any of the other canonical crimes, whether it's the, um, whether it's the Lake Berryessa stabbing, the Blue Rock Springs shooting, the murder of Paul Stein. All of those have backstories behind the alternative explanations. Um, Blue Rock Springs has somewhat of a reasonable alternative theory that they went there, uh, that we're talking about uh, 
Darlene Farron and Mike Majot, that is, on the 4th of July, 1969, they drove to Blue Rock Springs Park to buy some marijuana and some pills. In this case, that would definitely be true. I don't think Mike Majot or Darlene Farron would have ever wanted to um, hide that from people in their social circles, that they were going there to buy some marijuana and some pills. And then it's possible that Mike Michaud may have had a pillowcase full of stolen goods in the back seat that he wanted to uh, bring to somebody, and that after the shooting, somebody reached in and pulled out the uh, pillowcase full of stolen goods, and it could have been, um, well, it could have been someone named Donald Warren Porter who was responsible for that, a local criminal. But in um, regards to alternative theories. There's also this one out there that Jim Phillips Crabtree, the first husband of Darlene Farron, was responsible for the shooting, but he didn't commit the other Zodiac crimes, and that's a variant of the multiple killers theory. I don't necessarily find that very convincing. In fact, I'm not convinced at all. Um, I'm always open to new evidence and persuasion, but with Lake Herman Road, there is just that solid um, alternative narrative that, yeah, they may have been murdered by the Zodiac Killer because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time, or the Zodiac Killer was stalking the locations, expecting that some teenagers were going to show up, or young people. I mean, Darlene Farron was in her early 20s. Cecilia Shepard, who was murdered at Lake Berryessa, was in her early 20s. And, um, the, uh, it, but uh, David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen were teenagers, so there may have been this um, arrangement for the fight, but there's even one more possibility that I haven't talked about yet, and that is that if David Faraday was involved with ratting out a local uh, drug pusher, someone very low level, right, as we said, some guy who's dealing a little bit in a high school, he may have uh, been more involved with that than we actually thought David, that is, and uh, more involved with uh, informing the police, and it was simply a little bit more than just tipping off the police. He may have actually been a larger police informant to a certain extent, and he may have obtained information from the police that there was going to be a drug bust near the um, Lake Herman Road parking lot, which is really the entrance to the Benicio water pumping station. So that in that theory, you would have David Faraday is driving with Betty Lou Jensen, he pulls over into the parking lot, maybe for physical intimacy, maybe just to ask her to be his steady girlfriend, but he chose that parking lot for a reason, because he wanted to see if anything was going to happen in the vicinity of Lake Herman Road, maybe some police cars driving by, some sirens, and maybe it had uh, some meaning to David, the location that is, and they could have been blindsided by some members of the Ott Brothers gang, who would be in would have been responsible, and or it, it it could very well be that this was just a parking lot that teenagers drove to. It's a stopover point that is between Benicia and Vallejo, which is a shortcut between the two areas, and the Zodiac Killer would have known that young people are going to go there, young people park their cars from time to time. I mean, even earlier in that evening, another, um, another young guy and his girlfriend pulled into the uh, parking lot, and they opened the hood of the car, and the suspicious vehicle pulled in, and uh, then they just were so bothered by it, like he closed the hood really quickly, jumped in the driver's seat, and drove away. So these things definitely happen, but that goes to show you 
teenagers use that parking lot as a stopover point. They use it as like um, a way to just pull off to the side. So um, I think that the, the alternative narrative is very strong with the Lake Herman Road murders. With Blue Rock Springs, Lake Berryessa, and the Paul Stein murder, I really don't buy the alternative explanations too well. Okay, moving on to our next comment, we have one from Final Solution, who has something to say about the Domingos Edwards murders that took place on June 4th of 1963, an unconfirmed Zodiac crime. Wrong. No connection. You don't know SoCal beach culture. Um, I'll interject right here. No, I do not. I've uh, never been to Southern California other than the airport at Orange County, and I didn't get off the plane. That was one of those things when planes uh, did that. I don't think they're too popular anymore. But no, I'm not familiar with it. You can find beachgoers at all times of year. The stretch of highway is perfect hunting ground for the Zodiac and for victims of opportunity. The beaches are completely invisible from the highway. All you can see are parked cars on the side of the road. It's funny. You don't get it. Zodiac considered Gaviota a failure. He failed to control the victims and he failed to recreate his fantasy. He would not brag about this botched failure. Zodiac did not get what he wanted slash fantasized about. Try again. He got his fantasy fulfilled at Lake Berryessa. 100% Zodiac, cruising the coast for perfect isolated victims. The Zodiac murders are not about the victims, no connections. He simply cruised California and found suitable hunting grounds. That's some of those things that we said, um, just talking about the Lake Herman Road murders right there. It could have been all about the location, or the Blue Rock Springs Park, or um, Presidio Heights, or Lake Berryessa. These uh, things could have been chosen because of the location by things, I mean, the, um, the sites and where the crimes took place. He simply cruised California and found suitable hunting grounds. Simple. It's all about the Zodiac's life of mind, fantasy land. Any investigation into the victims is a complete dead end, and connections to the victims is also a dead end. I believe the Zodiac was never questioned, never made a suspect list. The investigators never got close. All these suspects that are named are endlessly discussed, and it's pointless. Hey, Vinyl Solution, thank you so much to, for the comment. Um, I would give a little bit of pushback, though, on this one line here where, where it says, um, investigation into the connections of the victims is a complete dead end. I, I mean, I don't think we're at a level in which we can say that. I mean, it is entirely possible that someone did have a first-hand connection to the Zodiac Killer, whether it's any of these victims, you mentioned Linda Edwards or Darlene Farron, we were just talking about David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen, it's possible that someone did have a first-hand connection to the victims. I'm not saying that you're wrong, I'm also not saying that you're right. I, I would say that we don't have enough information right now to say that that is completely either way, and I definitely don't think that it's useless to have these types of discussions in an unsolved murder mystery Yes, look into the connections of the victims. It could prove to be beneficial. Um, as far as the Domingos Edwards murders being genuine Zodiac activity, maybe it's entirely within the realm of possibility. When I did the unconfirmed incidents rating, I gave it a 7.9 out of 10, meaning there's a very high chance that Gaviota, where Robert Domingos and Linda Edwards were murdered, 
was genuine zodiac activity for the following reason. It's exactly what Vinyl Solution has just said, that it looks so much like the Lake Berryessa stabbing, where you would have someone approaching a man and a woman by a body of water, and he instructs the woman to tie up the man, and he wanted to gain control over the victims. It's purely about power tripping, but in the Domingos Edwards murders, Robert Domingos was able to break free from the restraints. He gets into somewhat of a small fist fight with the killer. He grabs Linda Edwards, and they try to run away, and then the perpetrator unloaded 26 bullets on Robert Domingos and Linda Edwards, and as Michael Cole put it in his book, The Zodiac Revisited, Volume 3, this could have shown the um, Zodiac that just because he had planned a crime, it doesn't mean that it actually worked as well as he had planned it. So um, this would lead us to some of these things about covering up the failure, dragging the bodies to the seaside shack, and then um, attempting to set the shack on fire. But, well, what's the alternative? The alternative is to remember that Linda Edwards' swimsuit was also cut and her breasts were exposed. None of the other Zodiac Killer victims had the, anything like that done to them. And also, the Zodiac Killer did not move the bodies of the victims. The Zodiac Killer did not uh, attempt to set anything on fire, with the exception of the Kathleen Johns incident where the cars burned, but that's an unconfirmed incident all the same. So I think you can see where I'm going with this that those are very, very, very important differences between the canonical crimes and the Gaviota shooting. Also, I said there was an alternative explanation. That is that there was somebody who was from the nearby military base who was perhaps waiting for people in a vulnerable position, and this was just a sexual assault gone wrong. Someone had Robert Domingos tied up, and he started to cut Linda Edwards' swimsuit and re revealed her breasts. He was planning on um, raping her, contemplating rape, and then it was interrupted by Robert Domingos breaking free, so that person pulled a gun. And I said military base, because that brings us to the next thing, a vinyl solution. How does your theory answer the four boxes of twenty two caliber ammunition that were found in the seaside shack. If this is just some guy driving down the, the highway, I mean, what does he have, like, some type of saddlebag or something? And does he have some type of, like, backpack on him when he's committing this crime? I mean, are they just in his really big pockets? How does your theory explain those four boxes of ammunition that they found in the shack, and then they trace the lot number back to a military base that was nearby? But um, I do really thank you for the uh, comment, and Vinyl Solution has also left one on the murder of Vernon Smith. Vernon Smith was murdered on June 3rd, 1963, and that's the day before the Gaviota Beach shooting, although it is, um, it is almost two days away, because Vernon Smith was murdered in the early a.m. hours of June 3rd, 1963, and on June 4th of 1963, in the afternoon, Robert Domingos and Linda Edwards were gunned down by this person at Gaviota that we were talking about. But I'll read Final Solutions' comment. Remember, it's 24 miles of Lonely Highway 101 from the official Gaviota State Park down to Goleta, the next small town. I've driven it many times. It's still just a long stretch. Zodiac simply spotted a single parked car during that 24-mile stretch, stopped, walked to the cliff, spotted the victims, 
then went back to his car for his weapons. Remember also, there were a lot less people in California in the 1960s. No one saw Zodiac. Easy to wait until the highway was clear. Simple. I mean, yes, I... Uh, it, it, it's well within the realm of possibility. Um, as for the murder of Vernon Smith, he gets connected to this because of a suspect named Sandy, and it sounds like Final Solution is absolutely denying anything about Sandy being involved with this, and instead thinking that someone uh, didn't stab Vernon Smith on June 3rd, and then murder Robert Domingos and Linda Edwards. The alternative, though, to what Vinyl Solution has written is, somebody's driving down this 24-mile stretch of road, they saw a parked car, they look down, and they see, um, they see Robert Domingos and Linda Edwards. I'm sure the authorities know the answer to this, but just for discussing this on the internet, how does the evidence not suggest that someone was in the seaside shack that we just talked about, they were a drifter, they were spending the night, and if it was Sandy, then... He may have found the twenty two caliber pistol, because at the time that his accomplices left him after the murder of Vernon Smith, Jay-Z Reed, and, and uh, James Coleman, then they didn't say anything about Sandy having a gun. And one of the small things that I had read, it did say that Sandy had talked about wanting to acquire a twenty two caliber firearm. I don't even know if that happened, to be honest. I think that... Um, I think that that is something that I would really like to know if Sandy actually said that, but I can't really trust uh, Reed and Coleman because they were um, convicted of second-degree murder for the uh, crime that took place against Vernon Smith. But was Gaviota a genuine Zodiac killer incident? I still have to say no because I gave it a 7.9 out of 10. No, but I'm almost convinced. Moving on to our next comment, this one comes to us from Classic Chevy Cat Black, who says, Great show, Ned. Actually, your name is just Classic Chevy Cat, but I guess I'm used to calling you Classic Chevy Cat Black. Hope you don't mind if I slip up from time to time. Great show, Ned. I was looking through some papers, and I found an article my mom saved from the Chronicle dated October 30th, 1987. She noted a single page, two. It says, authorities say Zodiac letters are fakes. The Chronicle and the Times-Herald received letters and threatening violence, and after analyzing the letters, the Department of Justice in Sacramento said, the letters were not written by the Zodiac killer. I had completely forgotten about those fakes. And um, I wrote back to Classic Chevy Cat, and I said, hi, does um, it say which letters are fakes? Or are they only talking about the 1986-87 letters? P.S. Your mom is into the Zodiac cool? 